Good morning, everyone. My name is John, and I'm the seniors pastor here. And I'm going to start by showing the seniors something that I know they can all relate to, and that's been a big part of my life. Yes. This looks very similar to the first television I remember seeing. Um, and if we can zoom in a little bit there, right? What were the three main channels that we watched? Three, six, and ten, right? And this is inside information that maybe the young people don't know, but that letter U up there just took you to a whole new world, right? <laughs> Ultra high frequency. What were those channels? 17, 29, 48, what's 57? Okay. If you fiddled with that, you might even get like an Allentown station. But uh, now, uh, and if you can go back to the first picture, there's something missing at the top. See that antenna, right? What would we put in there if the antenna was broken? Aluminum foil, right? A coat hanger, right? And um, so no remote controls back then, although some People told me that they were the remote controls, right, for their parents. So, anyway, different world. Um, my very first memory in life was sitting on the sofa watching John F. Kennedy's funeral as a four-year-old boy. And that's just forever burned in my mind. And then later I saw things like the race riots of the 60s, uh, the Vietnam War protests, um, the lunar landing in 1969. I actually didn't see that because I fell asleep and my parents, they didn't wake me up for some reason. It was like, it's a big event. So I missed that one. Um, the Challenger when that exploded, the space shuttle. And then the infamous slow motion car chase with O.J. Simpson. That was quite the event. Um, so, so over the years, I've seen a lot of amazing things on TV and I've watched a lot of TV, and when COVID came along, I just kind of shut it down. It's like, there's so much talk on TV, I just stopped watching it. I didn't even watch the Eagles for two years. Um, and so, but recently I found watching a little bit more. And the other night, I thought, you know what? I need to shut it down. I just watched way too much. So I turned on some music, it was praise music, and then Immediately, I just felt refreshed in my soul. And then after a couple songs, I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I might as well read the word. It's not my normal time to read the scriptures, but it's late at night. What better way to go to sleep than to read the word? So that's what I did. And again, my soul was refreshed. And my go-to book has always been Colossians. Uh, I've always loved what it says, especially chapter 3, Verses 1 through 3 says, So if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on earthly things. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. And as I was reading those words, I just forgot all about what was on television, obviously, and it just was just filling my soul 
with peace and goodness. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do a little surfing of my own through the book of Colossians. And the first one that I came to was Colossians 1.12, which says, And giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his saints in the kingdom of light. And that word qualified stood out to me. And what it means is that we were made worthy for the kingdom of God. And God made us fit. Like the day I take my final breath is when God's going to take me from this world and put me right into the kingdom. And I was thinking to myself, I don't deserve that. There's no way that, that I could do that on my own. But how did that happen? Channel 113 told me what and how. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved son. And what it's talking about here is God came down and he snatched us up out of, this sat out of Satan's kingdom. And he carried us into the kingdom of Christ, into his beloved son. So for me, that happened when I was 22 years old. Prior to that, I was trying to please God. I was trying to live a good life so that when I died, God would say, did a good job, John. But the harder I tried, the more I sinned, and I just wasn't getting anywhere. I was a slave to sin. And um, so when I was 22, it's interesting, um, I was watching TV at the time, of all things, and I turned it off because I was like, there's nothing on. Uh, I started reading the scriptures, and it was Romans 12, 1 and 2. And God just spoke to me. Someone had been witnessing to me that I needed to get saved. And in that moment, I cried out to God. I said, God, just be merciful to me and save me. And he did, and he did just that. He rescued me from that bondage of sin, and he brought me into the kingdom of light. Um, so then I surfed a little bit further to channel 213, which says this. When you were dead in your sins and God made you alive with Christ, he forgave us of all our sins. Before I came to Christ, I was a dead man walking. Like there was no hope within me of getting to heaven. There was nothing that I could do to please God. And the thing that really stood out to me from this verse is that he forgave me of all of my sins. Like not 55% or 78% or even 99%. He forgave me of every one of my sins. My first sin and my worst sin, my most recent sin, and even the sin, my final sin that I'll commit. He's covered it all by his blood. I like how Spurgeon put it, and just overwhelmed with God's goodness. Why hast thou been so good to me for so many years and in such multitudes of forms? Why hast thou manifested so much mercy and tenderness toward me? Thou hast treated me as if I had never grieved or offended thee. That's so powerful when you think about it, that 
God looks at us when we become his child as if we had never sinned. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation for us. Um, I ended my surfing on channel 214 where it says he canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and had condemned us. He has taken it away and he nailed it to the cross. And the song, It Is Well, reminds us of that. In fact, that's where the hymn writer got his hymn from, is this passage. And I, then I thought to myself, you know, what if we didn't have these channels of peace to go to, right? What if, what if we just had what the world offered us? Um, and not all that the world offers us is bad. Sometimes it's find your peace in your family. Find your peace in your job. Find your peace in your career. But none of that can satisfy. Only when we tune in to God's channels, the word of God, do we find peace with our soul. And that's when it's well with our soul. Um, before coming here on staff, I was a hospice chaplain. And a lot of times when I'd visit folks, I would play music for them. And uh, if they could, they would often sing along. And it would, it would bring them, I could tell, some degree of peace, whether they knew the Lord or not. And one of the songs that we would often sing is It Is Well With My Soul. So if you would join me now, I'd love to have you sing along with me. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul, it is well with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul, amen. So I have a question for you. Is it well with your soul today? Maybe you're a child of God, but you're getting distracted by the things of the world and maybe not spending enough time in his word. I encourage you, I challenge you today to get back into the word, whether it's Colossians or some other book of the Bible, maybe the Psalms, and anchor your soul in these channels of truth that God has given to us. But maybe you're here today and you don't have any peace in your soul. You might be saying to yourself, I'm still in this kingdom of darkness. I'm still a dead man walking. I don't know this peace that you're talking about, and I'm scared to die. I don't know what's going to happen when I die. If you're here today, God has the answers for you. And the answer is to humbly go before him and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The words of your prayer don't matter that much as what's in your heart. So just go to God and pray, God, 
Would you give me that peace in my soul? Would you save my soul? So I encourage you to do that now while we pray. If you'd close your eyes. Lord, thank you that you've given us your word so we don't have to surf through what the world has to offer as a means of peace. But Lord, you've given us such clear and certain promises like whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I pray if there's somebody here that doesn't know you, that today, right now, they would call upon your name and that we would rejoice in hearing of their salvation. And Lord, for those who know you, maybe who have wandered away from you, just kind of drifted from reading your word, don't let the enemy shame them in saying that it's all over. But Lord, just encourage them and draw them back to your word so that they too will experience this peace that only you and your word can give. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.